Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We are in the home stretch, Raider Nation. That's right. Welcome back. Silver and Black today, an Odyssey original podcast covering your Las Vegas Raiders. Also to our audience on 1140 The Bet and 98.5 The Fan in Las Vegas. Yes, we're also on the radio where Mo and I sound much deeper when you're listening on AM or on HD2. No, I'm just kidding. Um, Mo, did ha- you, you did have your sick voice the other day. You did sound, you were much more in like the Luther Sorry, Vandross so. realm. You know what? The one you know thing who Luther I Vandross can... is. Please tell me you do. Of course, of course. I okay, do. okay. I just want to make sure. Age difference. But I the... want to make sure. <clears throat> the one thing I will say about getting, you know, respiratory illness and getting sick, which is what I have right now, yeah, is at the tail end of it, before like after I gain my when I'm starting to get my voice back, it's a lot deeper. Yeah. And I, I'll say this too: in the morning, especially, I wish we Ooh. did the show in the morning. If you Ooh, if yeah. you heard my morning radio voice, yep. you'd love it. Yep. I, when I did when I did Silver and Black today, the first year we did it, uh, which was it started in April of 2018, uh, on on 11:40 in Las Vegas. Um, it was in the morning, right? So so and I would go to set up all the video because we live streamed it from the studio, and so the show the show went from eight to ten. So it was great, two hour show, um, but I would get there two hours early, because that's just how I am. I get there two hours early, set everything up, get everything right. So I'd be in there, I'd be pounding coffee, because it's sun- Sunday morning at 6 a.m., right? And dark outside, the whole thing. And then I get on the air, and I'm like, oh, and I'm like, whoa, dude, if I could only speak like this all the time, because the voice was deep. And if, if I was out late the night before, if I had a cigar, if I had a drink, it was even deeper. So, Mo, we just got to drink, smoke, and get sick more. That's all. 
that's the uh, that's 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 the solution right that's there. The, that's the truth. All right, here we go. Okay, so we are now getting to in the off season. We don't do a separate mailbag show. We do a mailbag segment. When we get back in the season, we'll do an entire show like we usually do. But we always get messages from you. I'm going to start incorporating some of the Twitter messages in here, too. We might even do like a, 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 a mean tweet thing uh, if people st- keep tweeting stuff at us uh, when they didn't disagree. I'll wait till Tom Brady gets signed by the Raiders, and then we'll use those. Those will be gold. Um, but anyway, we're going to go to these questions from all of you. So thank you for sending them. If you'd like to send them in by mail, you can do so. Mail at silverandblacktoday.com or... Hit up Mo, Twitter, M-O-E-M-O-T-U-N, or me, L-V Gully, or S-N-B Today on Twitter. You can ask us the question there. We'll save it. We'll bookmark it for the next show. So if you don't want to send us an email because you're under 40 and you don't even use it anymore, cool. Send it to us there. Uh, you could even leave it as a comment on our TikTok. Mo made me open a TikTok account. No, I'm just kidding. Um, we, you can follow us on TikTok as, as well as Instagram, too, if you want to see some short videos. So anyway, we're going to get to those questions now. We appreciate you guys sending them in. All right, Mo, you ready? You ready for this? I think so, depending on I, what's on that paper. I think you are. You might want to take some more cough medicine. Um, okay, here we go. <laughs> uh, this one comes from our good friend Gary, who sends in a question every show. Gary Harkin Reader. One of our best guys. We like to give him a shout out. He sent me like four questions. So, Gary, I'm going to break this down. So you don't have to send me another one this week unless something comes up because I'm going to I'll use another one next week because you had four questions within one email. And he usually does that because he's so informed and we, and we love him. But I picked one out. So here it is. And he says, hey, guys, in today's NFL, to compete year in and year out, you need to have overlapping three-year plans. So my question is, what would football mind Al Davis do versus what the business mind Mark Davis will do? With free agency, rookie contracts, retiring players, and injuries, how do you build a team? That's from Gary. So I think he's getting to the old school. Al Davis was always chasing the best athlete he could find versus Mark Davis and the new regime, i.e. Dave Ziegler, have a much more business approach controlled by what we talked about in segment two, which is which is the contract and the salary cap in the NFL. And the three-year overlapping plan, I agree with him. I think fans, most fans don't understand that. That that yes, you're building for the future two years before you need it, or three years before you need it. When you look at this though, how do you build this team? We talked about it last segment. The Raiders offense is is as close as you can get to being a, a, a really, I think, a top five offense even, right? If they had everybody there and everybody was clicking. Uh, and on the defense, it's the complete opposite. So how do you build this team, Mo, if you're the GM? Well, first of all, I would try to if I strike out on Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. I, get a cheap, I get a quarterback on a cheap deal. So that probably be a rookie deal because then that gives you at least four, three to three to four years of cheap quarterback play, regardless of how the player plays, because let's be – um, get some context here. A player cannot get an extension to after he plays his third year. So get a quarterback on a cheap deal, right? So that, that gives you some leeway flexibility there. But I also spend on the defense and the offensive line. And why I do that is because, and I'll be specific, I spend on the offensive line and the cornerback position. And I say that because you don't want to pay a premium for non-premium positions. So safety, you know, mm-hmm. you can get a good mm-hmm. safety in a draft in the second round. You don't have to pay top dollar for a safety. I do like Jesse Bates, but, you know, 
in in the hierarchy of, of position importance, safety is not at the top. There's a reason why safety's franchise tag number is low. Right. So I spend I spend heavy at the premium positions, and I try to draft good or draft draft some players that can contribute right away at spots like linebacker, safety, guard, players that are not necessarily going to make a lot of money if they're good and they want an extension. Mm-hmm. Because once they're for the extension, you're gonna if you want to keep them, you got to pay them. Right. All right. So running backs another position. J- Josh Jacobs is an exception. Typically, I don't want to pay for running back, but because you have a questionable quarterback position, you want to make sure your running back is pretty decent because you don't know what you have yeah. in your passing game at the quarterback spot. So that's that's where the, there's there are exceptions to the rule, obviously. But mm-hmm. basically, my philosophy is spend at the premium positions, draft at the non-premium positions, and try to keep as many good players as possible who are established, like the Max Crosby's and the Hunter Renfro's and Devontae Adams of the world. Yeah. And so, so that, that brings up a good question though, because we, we obviously were talking a lot about quarterbacks too. And you talked about uh, if you don't get Brady or Rogers with Rogers to me, still, I know they'll be in play and they'll probably have a conversation there. It's just going to cost you so much money, but nonetheless, um, if, if they don't go those directions, you talked about a, a quarterback on a rookie contract. So that means IE you draft somebody high in the draft, right? Uh, who comes in as a rookie, but then I think people are forgetting about it. I'm not advocating, nor do I think it's the best thing, but there are other quarterbacks out there who will be available who are still on their rookie quarterbacks that will be cut or could be available via trade um, from their teams, correct? I mean, Sam, what does San Francisco do? I mean, here on, they, from here on out? They they might, yes, they they might keep Trey Lance and and have him and Purdy can compete. Or they might go down. We don't know. I'm just saying. I know the chances are that's probably what happens. But Trey Lance is on a rookie contract. I know Mac Jones now looks to be out of the picture because of the OC hiring. But there are there are rookie quarterbacks that haven't necessarily worked out in their locations that are available too. So, so you don't know what's going to happen. I'm just bringing that up because that's something that could happen too. If you really want a rookie, you want a quarterback on a rookie deal who's not a rookie. Jordan Love. If the if, if the if the Packers much. don't if the Packers don't trade Aaron Rodgers, I would assume that Jordan Love is going to want to play somewhere. Right now, he's not under the Josh McDaniels tree of New England, where he's coached a guy before. But let's mm-hmm. say Josh McDaniels is willing to go outside of that tree, outside of his Rolodex. Right, Jordan Love becomes a valuable asset because let's remember he was drafted in the first round, so he teams think he has potential. Yeah, and he, as you said, he's still on his rookie deal, so you're not paying a lot for him. Right. So if you want to see what Jordan Love's got and you, you like his tools and you like what you saw in limited action he's he's had in Green Bay, right. you acquire Jordan Love. It's not going to cost you a lot. You could probably get him for a middle-round pick. So let's say the Raiders strike out, or not strike mm-hmm. out, let's say they don't draft the quarterback high in the draft and they have to go to a plan B or C. Yeah. You, you call the Packers and, hey, what, what can we what can we give up for Jordan Love? Well, and if Aaron Rodgers stays in Green Bay, it kind of sounds like he's not going to, but if he does – Jordan Love could go to Las Vegas and Darren Waller could go to the Packers. They asked about him last year, right? And and Aaron Rodgers is complaining about not having enough receivers. So there you go. You never know. Trey anyway, Lance. Okay. Trey Lance. There you go. See, I'm telling and the, you. If the one Niners go with Brock Purdy, do they keep Trey Lance? Yeah, that's the thing. And that's what I mean. That's why your point, because I think people think about a quarterback and a rookie contract, they're thinking about somebody you're drafting this year. Not so fast. It could be the other way, too. You get a guy that just is looking for a new zip code. And you do it that way. So 
It could happen. All right. Great discussion. All right, here we go. Second question, uh, if you're ready, Mo. And this is from Juan in Santa Ana, California. He says, hey, guys, put me in the column that says the Raiders won't get anything for Derek Carr. Why would he help us by agreeing to a trade? I hate to see him go, but understand we have to move on and build the defense. Again, that's Juan in Santa Ana. And this is a perfect segue, Mo, about because your column, you kind of laid out what the Raiders might get for Derek Carr. But I first want to address, before you get to that, his point, Juan's point about why would he want to help the Raiders. And I think this is another thing I've argued, been arguing with people on Twitter about. It helps him. If it helps him and it helps the Raiders, he's not going to say no because it helps the Raiders. He's going to say yes because it helps him, which he should do. No begrudging the guy. He's got to do what's best for him. He's not a Raider anymore, technically. So he'll do whatever he wants, and he should. But but walk people through that mindset and then tell us a little bit about what you wrote and possibilities because Juan doesn't think they can get anything for him. I think it comes from an emotional mindset. I think people are looking at it through the wrong lens when they pose mm. it that way. Why would he help the Raiders? And as you said, the first and foremost thing is how can I help myself yes. first? Regardless, forget what it does for the Raiders. What's the best situation for me? And I think for Carr, the best situation for him is to go to a team that he thinks he can win with and keep his current contract. Because if Carr gets cut, he's probably not going to get a deal that's comparable or as good or better than what the deal that he has now. Carr has a $34.9 million cap hit next in the 2023 season. It goes up, I believe, in the, in the above four forty three million in 2024 so if he goes to the free agent market is a team gonna pay him 35 million on a new deal that might be a stretch now that his agent has the answers to that question we don't know for sure but i guarantee you a team is not going to pay him 40 million if he hits the open market so if i'm Derek Carr, i'm thinking i can go to a team that can win now if they give up a second or third round pick for me they're not depleting their roster and I get to keep my current contract. That's the motivation to get traded. Again, forget if it helps the Raiders or not. What's the best situation for me? And I think players, most players want to make the most money they can get, right? So why would yep. you why would you tear up your current contract, which is a good deal, by the way, because you want to spite the Raiders? <laughs> now, if you if you think that, then you think Derek Carr is the most pettiest person on earth. Right, which we hear the opposite from those that, that love Derek Carr, and a lot of the fan base does. Um, and so that's what I don't understand, this idea, though. He's not going to do us any favors. He's not going to do them any favors. And then, of course, you have the people on the other side of the fence, which are like, I hope he screws them. Look, you can go out and have your brother say things, or you can, after the fact, you're going to be able to come out and tell the whole story or whatever it was that he said the other day. Um, and that's fine. But you're also not going to screw yourself. You're not going right. to screw yourself. I know some people out there in the world will do this. And that is, you're going to screw yourself just to say, ah, ha, 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 I told you so. Well, listen, when there's tens of millions of dollars at stake, mm, not going to happen. Mm -hmm. I, I, right. he's a, Derek Carr is a smart young guy, okay? He's advised by a smart agent, and he's got other people around him who care for his well-being, and they also are living off generational wealth. And so they don't want to screw that up, and so they're not going to. And, and so that's why... With all due respect, Juan, it's not about what he's going to do to the Raiders. It's about what he's going to – if 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 he gets a good deal on a trade, if they say, hey, 
If the Jets say, listen, we want to trade for you. We're going to give you, an, you're going to get your existing contract in place. Plus we're going to tack on two year option for 25 million a year. <laughs> okay, great. So now if I know if I go to the Jets and I perform well, I got, I got a two years of a guaranteed contract pretty much. And then I got an extension and I'll probably be able to renegotiate if I go there and we go to the Super Bowl, right? So, so there's opportunity there. And so I think that you have to look at it from that perspective. I know it's hard for fans to do that um, because you do, you get emotional about it. I, I would just say helping yourself get the best deal possible with your new team is it should be hiring your priority list and screwing the Raiders. Because again, <laughs> let's be honest. Let's be honest. A lot of this, and I don't know how Juan sees this. I'm not saying this is you, Juan, but a lot of people think that the Raiders did Derek Carr dirty. He's going to, by any means, screw them over on the way out. No. And I and you, I don't think you could say that that's the case if you're in a position, again, to benefit yourself first and foremost. I yeah. think that comes first is what? how can I benefit from this? Correct. For, everything else is secondary. What's in it for me? Yeah. And I think yeah. that people who have a vengeful mentality that I want to screw this person over everything. I forget my happiness. I want to screw that person. <laughs> then you would take that around and say, I'm not going to, I'm not going to cooperate at all. Yeah. I'm just going to screw this other person or screw this team on the way out. But if you're yeah. looking at it as me first, how do I, how does this benefit me? Then you want to trade. So again, you can keep your contract. Yes. And, and if he wanted to do that, you can find a lot of people on Twitter every day doing that, by the way. But if, if you want, his name would be Antonio Brown. If you want to know people who do that <laughs> against their own self-interest, no, and I'm serious. I'm not trying to make a joke, really. But it's isn't it true? Antonio Brown did so many things. It's like if you guys know your history and, and Cortez when he when he when he came to the New World, what did he do? He burned his ships so that they couldn't go back. This is like burning a bridge. And Derek Carr, I know his faith is important to him, and I know his brothers out there talking a little coveted smack and stuff like that. But overall, these are good people. These are people who who have strong faith. And they believe in what they say. And so I just don't see it. I know you get you get emotions, you get upset, and clearly he's upset because he put everything he had into the Raiders. And, and you understand that and you sympathize with it. But he's not going to screw himself. I just don't see it happening. All right, Juan, thank you so much for your question. All right, rolling on with the time we have left. Um, here we go. It says, hey, Mo and Scott, realistically, <laughs> I love when it starts with realistically because usually it's not realistic, but in this case it is. Who would be a better fit? Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers? I know Rodgers is great too and younger, but I can't imagine anyone having a better influence on the locker room than the guy with seven rings. What are your thoughts? P.S. Has Mo met that girl for sushi yet? <laughs> and that is uh, signed Peace. Dennis, who's written in a couple times this season, Dennis in El Paso, Texas. Mo, first on the sushi. No, we haven't hooked that up yet. No. No. No, no. No, not yet. Not yet. Not yet. We're still waiting for a picture. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> we have not gotten. To, but Mo, the Aaron Rodgers thing is, is, is I wouldn't say heating up, but, but the Raiders and Aaron Rodgers are being mentioned in the same sentence now, at least in the last few days. If, if, if it all comes down to it, we know Aaron Rodgers, as I talked about earlier, going to be a lot more expensive. But if it's your, but he's got some, I think, more tread left on the tire. But is the tread on a Maserati that's maybe a little past its prime better than the tread on a Porsche? Like, like, what would you think here? What's the better fit for this Raiders team with the offense, knowing that they're going to invest a lot of money in the defense? First, I would say I did have a very good taco date. 
Oh, you did. Is that how you got sick? That might have been how I got sick. <laughs> That's all another show. Yeah. But uh, you got to be careful uh, if if she's coughing. You know, you don't want to get too close. That's again. That's a whole other Mo story <laughs> that we'll save for another segment. But oh, we can't. We love with Mo. It's going to be great. Okay. <laughs> I will say that I think as far as where the Raiders are, Tom Brady is a better fit simply because, and I've said this, the Raiders have so many holes to fill across the roster. So. Mm. The quarterback that you get, you don't want to have to give up draft capital and pay him top dollar. Right. That's what they're going to have to do to get Aaron Rodgers because Peter King said the Packers are going to want two first rounders for Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. So you're going to have to pay Aaron Rodgers, who's who's gonna who's gonna get 59.5 million in guarantees in 2023 and give up premium draft capital for just to get him. So now you you are restricted at what you can do at the top of the draft. You are restricted at what you can do in free agency. Whereas Tom Brady. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You sign him to a contract. You keep your draft capital. He's attracting free agents. Not that Aaron Rodgers wouldn't, but guys look at Tyler Bray like this guy won seven rings. So you probably get a better pick of the litter as far as who's willing to come to Vegas and play with Tom Brady. By the way, there are going to be guys out there who won titles with him that may want to come with him from Tampa Bay. So... I think that's the other draw to it. Aaron Rodgers, as good as he is, he's got one title. And his team yeah. didn't make the playoffs this past season. I'm not saying he's washed, but I'm saying that, comparably speaking, when you talk about value, you can get more value out of a Tom Brady, again, because you can keep your draft capital and not yeah. have to pay him a market-setting contract. Then you add in the familiarity with Josh McDaniels Josh in the McDaniels. system. Now, I'm not saying Aaron Rodgers couldn't play in that system because I think he could. Adams, yes. Yes, especially gets back his his old bestie wide receiver. But at the same, and I know that is very appealing to fans when they say, "Oh my gosh, have you got these guys back together again?" But but I agree with you. I think that's why the Tom Brady works. Uh, un- unless you're the Raiders and you really think you're going to need three more years for a young quarterback to develop or to go get a young quarterback, um, and and again, it, it's a different. I think you start. And if I'm Aaron Rodgers, I don't know that I want to go to the Raiders. Because of that reason, knowing that, hey, you know what, boy, if the Raiders made the playoffs this year and they were, again, they were 10 and 7 and they're just on the cusp, they need a couple guys on defense, another offensive lineman, and they're a contender, then if I'm Aaron Rodgers, I'd love to go play for the Raiders. But I think I think that's what people aren't considering is, is not only what you'd have to give up and what you'd have to pay him, but also is a player, is, is that the greatest position for him? And I know with Tom Brady, he's going to be a lot less money. And, and then you have the ability to get better faster on both sides of the ball. The other thing about Aaron Rodgers is this is not high on the list of, of you know, knocks against him, but over the last two, three years, every year after the season's over, you got to go through, oh, is Aaron Rodgers going to retire? <laughs> what does he want to do? You have to go through that soap opera with him. He has to do with Brady, Brady too, Brady. though. I mean, Brady did retire, but it was kind of like, okay, I don't like this retirement. I'm coming right back. Yeah. It lasted, what, six weeks? Six weeks. Aaron Rodgers will string out his soap opera for an entire offseason. <laughs> so you're sitting there waiting from 
from the time you're eliminated from playoff potential or the playoffs yeah. all the way until free agency, what is Aaron Rodgers going to do? Then you have to wait and find out what's his decision. Tom Brady is usually, for the most part, has been, I'm playing, I'm in. Tom Brady yeah. usually doesn't wait until March yeah. to let you know what he's going to do. You usually know beforehand what he's going to do. And as I said, when, even when he did retire, he was back within six weeks. Yep. And, and do you think, though, do you think Devontae Adams is on the phone to Aaron Rodgers right now saying, hey, man, come out to Vegas? I'm sure he, based on what Devontae Adams said, like he got, he came to Vegas for a car, but he, he also wants to play with a, with a good quarterback because yep. he's in his prime year. So I'm sure he's on, you know, he's probably said, hey, you know, if they do have a connection and they do talk, he's probably like, hey, you want to go to a team in the AFC, you know, we got, <laughs> a, sure, we got I, a position I, open. And I'm sure Devontae Adams would be happy with him or Brady. Of course, so, of course. Yeah, any of those guys are good. All and, right. And that's, uh, and, that's, and that's my point why those two guys are possible, I think Brady more possible yes. than Rodgers, because you still, you want to make sure, not that you're falling over yourself to make sure Devontae Adams is happy, but mm -hmm. you don't want Devontae Adams to go into 2024 saying, I don't like your quarterback plan. I want out. No, a bunch of these guys on the Raiders who 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 play on the roster now watch Tom Brady during his the key point of his prime early on, right? These guys grew up watching him. And imagine being able to play with him. I think everybody would be excited about it. All right, Dennis, thank you so much for your question. On to the last question uh, here. This is always fun when you get these. Uh, it says, hey, Scott, I saw your tweet from a few days ago saying Raider fans could quote, learn a lesson on how the teams uh, can build like the Bengals. Why do we need to learn a lesson? Shouldn't Dave Ziegler and Mark Davis learn the lesson? That is from Eric in Henderson. So, <laughs> so this is partially an English lesson. So I had, I had people really angry. Who are you to tell us we need to learn? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Ease, ease up on the reins there. When I say learn a lesson, it's a lesson as a fan of how teams can turn things around quickly. Okay? So it's amazing to me how people will take something. And I went back and forth with only one person because he's like, you're lecturing us. I'm like, dude, a lesson, that means to learn something. It's not a negative term. And he argued with me that it was a negative term, that I was being demeaning. And that I was a insulting beat reporter, which I'm not a beat reporter, but nonetheless. And here's the thing. It's like we can learn lessons as fans, as journalists, about how a team we cover could look at another team and figure it out. So that's what I meant by it. And, and Dennis was not, or excuse me, Eric was not being a jerk here. He was just honestly just saying it. He was not one of those people who uh, was really upset about it. But Mo, yes, Dave Ziegler can learn the lesson. But as a fan, the lesson I was trying to Im implore on folks was you don't have to think that the world is always going to suck and that your team is terrible and there's no way out of it. That actually, with the new leadership, if they do things well, the team can get turned around pretty quickly. I mean, we've talked about it now for two shows this week. Uh, and that was my point. Did, do you understand what I was saying, Mo? Or am I just losing my command of the English language? I understand what you were saying, but you also have to understand that when you go on Twitter, and I see this a lot, you have, to, you have to be careful how you phrase things because 
a number of things could be taken out of context as you're lecturing, you're talking down, you're being condescending, because let's be honest, a lot of people on Twitter are condescending and talk sure. down to people. And that's sure. that's kind of the the mode on Twitter. When you go on Twitter and you see someone tweet a certain statement or say something, you're re- a lot of times you're reading it from a condescending tone. So you kind of have to, when you go on Twitter, you kind of have to, you don't have to do this, and I don't do this, but if you want to not offend anyone, you got to have to walk on eggshells and you have to really read your tweet over and over again and make sure, okay, did, did I phrase this correctly? Did I phrase that correctly? And no one's going to do that. Right. So there's always going to be someone who takes your tweet, even though you didn't mean it in a certain way, there's always going to be someone out there who reads a tweet in a certain tone and go, you're talking now, you're being condescending. <laughs> and that's just the way it is on Twitter because so many people are that way. You're just lumped into that that yes. I want to say that there's just a, there's just a certain culture on social media that is just not you can't it's hard so to have are, a healthy conversation discussion on. It. Yes, these are my words, not Mo's. I want to make that clear. There are a lot of people out there who want to be outraged, want to be upset, want to fight, want to be negative. Probably because let me put my dime store psychology degree on the wall. Probably because they're not happy people. And so social media is an easy place to go just bitch at everybody. Okay? So I get that. Um, one other thing, and again, I want to thank Eric for the note. And I know that Eric's note was in good, in good nature because I deal with him on Twitter all the time. He's a good dude. We disagree a lot, but he's a good dude. Um, the other one I put out was about Derek Carr and the conversation that, that Derek Carr is willing to talk about a trade. He's not waiving his no trade clause per se, but he's willing to talk and do that. I should say it is sort of waiving your no trade, waiving the no trade clause because you're agreeing to a trade, right? He has the way of, of, of picking where he wants to go. So I tweeted out a tweet, Mo, in alternating caps. Remember? I remember the tweet. And it got picked up by a couple national websites and embedded in stories about Derek Carr. And that's why and now I know all these psychos were coming at me. And people took it, the, the, the alternating caps, one guy, the funniest one was one guy says, why are you writing like you're 15? Which was a good, that was a, that was a good one. Like, when, when, people, when people come at me with that, that's funny. Like, I, I can appreciate that. But everybody else is like, this is ridiculous. He owes nobody anything. I'm like, it's sarcasm. Sar-. And so I started, I, I, I grabbed a screenshot from... The Urban Dictionary, which is where alter if you if you want to know when you see weird things online what they mean, especially if you're older and I'm older but I knew, you can look it up on the Urban Dictionary. Okay, alternating caps, texting a way of being sarcastic. So when I was talking about Derek Carr being selfish, it was sarcasm. Sarcasm doesn't play well on social media, guys. It does not. But what I started oh, doing was be, because it was in, I don't know, it was like heavy.com and some other sports websites. They, you know how they embed tweets when they're, oh, everybody hates Derek Carr. And then they embed your tweet. Um, <laughs> and so because <laughs> that's the kind of clickbaity stuff they do. But but I, I just started responding with people with that screenshot of the Urban Dictionary. I was like, I'm not even having a conversation with you. Just look. And then people were like, oh, and then some other guys jumped in. I love the self-correcting social media where somebody aids you without you having to get into an argument with somebody. Somebody comes in and says, dude, do you not know what the SpongeBob meme is with the alternating caps? Here it is. And here's a whole explanation. (laughs) So anyway, social media can be dangerous. I have cooled down this week because people were a little upset. 
but anyway, we appreciate the question, Eric, and uh, that's going to wrap up our show and our Raider Nation mailbag. Again, mail us at Silver and Black today, or you can tweet at Mo M O E M O T O N me L V Gully or the show at SNB today. If you want to put your question there, we're happy to answer it on the next show. Mo, I know you got to cover both championship games this weekend. I'm real excited. I want to reiterate. I'm picking an upset. 49ers take out the Eagles. Yes. And I don't care that Patrick Mahomes went into the press conference on Wednesday and walked out without a limp. I still think it's going to impact them. I still think the Bengals, I think they're going to eke it out. I think it's going to be a really close game, but I actually like the Bengals. I like Joe Burrow to go 4-0 against Patrick Mahomes. You just stole my thunder, Scott. Oh, no. I I should have let you go first. I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, if you've watched the Bleacher Report live show, you know that I picked the Bengals and the 49ers. Is that in your fancy studio? Is that in your fancy studio? Mo's getting the. Mo's getting like they're in Manhattan, right? They in Midtown somewhere? So Mo, it's now. Oh, we got a new nickname. It's now Midtown Mo. Midtown Mo. (laughs) I knew you were going there. Yes. So Midtown Mo gets to go up. Into the Bleacher Report studio. Anyway, it's a great show. You make sure you watch it. I'll actually be at the studio again on Monday before Ooh. I do it, our next show. So I'll be okay. doing double duty on Monday, breaking down the Super Bowl matchup. But I totally agree with you. I, I think the San Francisco, I think people are doubting San Francisco partially because Brock Purdy's a rookie and they're waiting for him to have that rookie moment in the, in the big spotlight. Yeah. But I think his supporting cast is so good. And as I said on the previous show, Kyle Shanahan's going to find 58 ways to run the football. And that's the, that's the weakness of the Philadelphia Eagles defense is their run defense. They're, they're 24th in yards per carry allowed. So they're going to run the football. I think they're going to grind out a 24-21 win. And I agree with you, regardless of how, it lo- how good it looks for Patrick Mahomes, him walking away from a podium, it's different when you're getting hit by 300-pound men <laughs> on the field. Yeah. That ankle is going to act up, and I think him not having his mobility is going to help the Bengals pass rush in that defense, and the Bengals also win the football game. And it's going to be cold. Uh, it's it's going to be hard to stay warm, despite all the stuff they got on the sidelines. When you have an injury like that, keeping it warm and circulating is going to be tough, especially when you're on the field. Um, listen, I still think Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the NFL. No question to me that he is. I think Gerald Burrow is number two now. I really do. And so to see those two guys go up against another, and no, nothing against Jalen Hurts, by the way, had a great year. But um, to see those two guys go, and I think this is the kind of game where it's going to come down to the last two minutes and, and, and the Bengals win on a field goal. I think that's exactly what's going to happen, even with Patrick Mahomes, unless he, unless he does get injured and can't play significant time then that could it widen the lead but you saw on Wednesday when the line opened on Monday it was the Chiefs by one and a half because of the injury then it went to the Bengals by one and a half minus one and a half favorites and then at, r- literally two minutes after the press conference and the video of him walking off it went down by a half point to one so I, I think if practice reports over the next couple days are okay with Patrick Mahomes and it's positive I think this is going to be a pick'em game. Yeah, I think once it comes down to it before kickoff, it's going to be pretty much a pick'em game. I mean, it's a pick'em game, kind of pretty much already. Now, but yeah, but it's it's going to be interesting to see. I I believe he practiced in full to start the week, so yeah, I, I think there's there's optimism that this may not affect him. But as you said, when you know once you get on the field and it's cold and guys are hitting you, it's a diff- it's a totally different story. You have to factor that in. And as I've said before, I think I think the Chiefs are going to miss. Tyreek Hill in this matchup. 
Yes. The Bengals have some high flying weapons. And I think the Chiefs will be unable to match up with that because they've gone to a short passing game this year Mm -hmm. in certain situations. And I don't think that's going to get it done against the Bengals. And I, and here's the point I'll make in closing is I believe I really do. And I know Raider fans hate hearing it because they hate Mahomes and his voice and his brother, his brother and his wife and all the blah, blah, blah. I get that from the rivalry perspective, but to me, he is a Superman quarterback, but what he is not is superhuman, meaning that injuries impact players. And so I just don't see it happening. So we'll see, but it's going to be fun. My man, I can't wait to talk about it next week. Enjoy covering it. And we will watch Midtown Mo on his show on Monday. Make sure if you don't have the Bleacher Report app where you can watch him or watch it online, make sure you did. He'll tweet it out. So make sure you watch his, uh, Twitter handle for that one. Buddy, I hope you uh, get back to 100% by tomorrow. Maybe I'll have an in-between backstage, behind-the-scenes sushi date camera after I, between the Midtown Mo live show and our show, maybe I have a behind-the-scenes segment with my What you do is just just go down a little further south, go into into, uh, Hell's Kitchen a little bit. You know, they have all that fashion stuff there. You find yourself a nice little girl. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. She might be a little skinny. Might need to feed her a little bit, but other than that, it'll be good. So, put some put some skin on that bones, right? Give her some rainbow rainbow cake and a lot of a lot of avocado, and she'll be good. Got to be 150 pounds and up. Got to be 140. 140. Maybe we can we can work some things out. I feel like we're at a combine. Is this like you the can, Mo combine where they got to bulk up before they? It's the Midtown you know. Mo Girl Search combine. <laughs> so so you, you, yeah, you could you could she, if she's 140, then you just you you. You don't have to feed her. You just get her in the weight room. Right. So and some muscle. Slide, slide some, you know, burgers and chicken <laughs> and with the skin on it. Chicken with the skin on it. Slide oh, a couple of dishes chicken? of that on, in there. You know, you know, get us some southern food, some grits, you know, then. Have you ever had have you ever had Nashville hot chicken? No, I haven't. Oh, but dude. I heard I heard it's something it's, to try. It's it's good. You would like it. We'll get you to Cincinnati. They actually have it up here, too. So we can get that. Oh, really? All right. Enough food, enough girls, enough football. It's time to say (laughs) goodbye. Make sure you check out Mo's work up on Bleacher Report, where he writes about the NFL, or on SportsNot.com, where he writes specifically about the Raiders. Follow him on Twitter at Mo Moton, M-O-E-M-O-T-O-N. I am at LV Goalie on Twitter. To all of you out there, thank you so much for your support. It means everything to us. Make sure you turn on your auto downloads and subscribe to the podcast and hit the subscribe button and the notifications bell on YouTube. Until next time, from our producer, David Stepanian, I'm Scott Branson from Momotin. We'll talk to you guys later.